Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. Today we've cooked up a very fun bracket challenge revolving around MCU characters, but before we break down how that bracket is set up, Ty, do you want to kick us off with what you've watched this week? So you're not going to be very proud, and I don't want to use work as an excuse, but I'm going to use work as an excuse. I have been at the office, and you know I have an hour drive there, an hour drive back. So it's been tough swinging full-blown movies after the workday, but I've watched more 24, and I've explained that Blast story in the past. But there was a, I don't know if sliding door is the right like phrase, but sliding door moment with mm-hmm. going into the office this week. I had two just all-timer Blast stories that were just putting a smile on my face right now, and I have to share. So both happen in the same day um, within like a couple hours of each other. Happened yesterday. So I find out um, in the middle of the day that this guy that's in the office only this week, he is a huge movie nerd, similar to you and me. But again, I would say that we flex our muscles a little different. I think that we we watch movies a little out there at times. Mm Mm-hmm. This guy is just like 50, maybe 60-year-old version of you and me. And not just in the sense of he's got deep cuts from like the 50s, 60s, and 70s he loves, but his concept of like what a movie can be. So I'm just I'm just going to read a team's message. Okay. So yesterday I I sent him my like top 10 movie list um right before I hopped in a meeting just, you know, give him an idea of what I like. He, within 12 minutes, I get back from the meeting, he sent me a list of 30 movies in order, similar to you, his top 30. And then I talked about how you hate that I only have a a top 10. This was his response. Um, Yes, you wouldn't want all your greatest accomplishments limited to just 10 movies. Sometime a movie list is to help someone understand you as a person and what drives your thought processes and emotions. With a complete list, then you are free to expand, and it gives people like me to see ones that I may not have seen and go exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, we how do we get this guy up. on the pod? <laughs> right. Old Man Tristram would have just a complete ball. His favorite actor is John Wayne, so he grew up on all the westerns, mm-hmm. but like... When I look at his top 10 list, he's got, like, notables in there, like Ben-Hur, Patton. Um, but then he was telling me this movie about I had never heard of called Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Have you heard of this? Yeah, Sidney Poitier. Yep. Um, and he was just giving me these deep dive analyses on all these older movies. It was really fun yesterday. But then uh, the girl I sit next to at the office... She must have gotten wind that me and Tristan were just chopping up about movies all day. Uh, I had to drop something off at her desk like later in the day in between meetings. And she brought it up like, oh, I heard you guys talking movies. Like, oh, yeah, are you uh, in the in the movies? I, I am a total dork. <laughs> and just like my my like eyes lit up and I couldn't help but laugh at her like top three movies. Um. Her number one all-time favorite movie is Twister. and That's amazing. 
yeah right okay um and she was talking about how she like was devastated that they took down the universal ride at uh i think it's in california or florida so mm-hmm. we were talking about like the that event of going to the ride or like the like have you ever been to universal i have not no it's like uh i don't know how to it's not necessarily a ride but uh yeah that's okay it's hard to Is explain it like the uh, I think I've been to something similar. Is it, are you talking about like the booth where it puts you in winds that are like 400 miles an hour and you just sit there? Kind of, yeah. I, okay. I'm doing a bad job of explaining. I'll I'll let it go. Either way, right. it was it was Twister. Then is it called Dante's Peak? It was something about some kind of volcano movie. So I thought that we were trending towards just like natural disaster movies or something. Uh-huh. But then she hits me with. One of my other all-time favorites is Deep Blue Sea. Have you seen that? Oh, my that? God. Yeah, it's I, been a while, though. <laughs> my eye, I, I could not believe it. I remember going to Hollywood Video and seeing the DVD cover for it and immediately wanting to rent it. Is it a good movie? No. But it's, like, one of those, like, childhood classics for me. So we were just, like, going back and forth with these blast stories. Pivot, and in perfect timing as we're doing this mcu bracket she is um breaking down that she's a total mcu dork still so i get to relive like my my love for the the mcu and we're talking about like the infinity war theater experiences end game theater experiences and what happened with with phase four and why it went wrong and uh, she just breaking it all down all of the things that I, I used to talk about. But then it gets even better. Um, I I don't know how it came up, but she dropped the, the bomb that she listens to movie scores when she's studying. studying. I, I could not believe it. It was like the, the girl version of me. It was yeah, the spookiest thing. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So just a, an electric work day. I I had a couple hours to kill in between meetings, and this is the stuff I got to experience. Yeah, man, that's that's awesome. Uh, since we don't think this pod is gonna take incredibly long, is it all right if I hit you with a with a work movie story from last year? Yeah. Um, last year, uh, when I was interning, they really didn't give us much work to do, and I was always like pretty ahead and asking for more work, and they were never really given any to me. Uh, and long story short, one of the days I was like, you know what, like when I work from home, I work more productively with movie on in the background. So <laughs> I go in there, got my two monitors on one side. I have Zack Snyder's justice league. And on the other side, I have my spreadsheets <laughs> and Steve, like, go ahead. people are just walking by, just not questioning a thing. And uh, the guys next to me are like, how is this site, like, not blocked? Like, <laughs> how are you watching movies in the middle of the workday right now? And I'm like, I'm I'm getting all my stuff done, like, in record time. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. um, long story short, I finish up the movie. I finish up all my assignments for the day at, like, 2 in the, two in the afternoon. I'm pretty much just mailing it in for the rest of the day. And I come back, uh, come back the next day. HBO Max has been blocked for me. Oh <laughs> no! It caught you. Yeah. Ouch. Shame. I dude, it's funny. 
I didn't do it at the office because I wasn't going into the office at this time uh, when it came out, but I had Snyder Cut on every day for like a week and a half. It, like I had like a dual monitor set up at the at my apartment. Yeah. One for my spreadsheets and nonsense and then Snyder Cut. And it got to the nice. point where, you know, I was starting to get tired of Snyder Cut, so I would like put on the black and white version just so I'd have a different different thing to watch. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so what did you watch this week? Uh I had a semi-slow week. I've had a lot going on. Um, just, like, fun things doing lately. So, I uh, started off the week. I went and saw Talk to Me with Spence and Meyer. Uh, great watch experience. Meyer, Meyer cracked a few jokes and was just making me die laughing in the middle of the theater. But there are also a few moments in that movie that are incredibly funny. Um, I think it works more as a comedy than a horror movie. But uh, there are still a couple of spooky moments. I, I wanted to ask you, though. So you know the concept of this movie, right? Sure. Would you grab the hand at a party? Hell no. Oh, my God. You would? Yes. I'm surrounded by lame people, though. I'm the only person that I've <laughs> that said yes so far. I, why would you? Because, I mean... Just like, bad just... judgment. <laughs> It's not bad judgment, it's just like, I don't know, it seems like a pretty wild experience. Fuck it, give me a shot, I'm ripping this thing. <laughs> Dude, exactly. I don't know, I would, at the very least, I would get to the point, so basically they say talk to me, and like, they see the ghost, and then they have to say, I let you in, and they get like, possessed for 90 seconds, and mm. I don't know if I could I don't know if I could let the ghost in, but I would at least see it. Okay, I think that's a better take. Just you know, you know, a little, little feeler. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get haunted. But yeah, hey, I mean, if it's a if it's not like an ugly ghost, I would probably let him in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Especially after a few drinks or smoking, whatever it is you got to do. Yeah. Sure. Um. All right. That said, followed it up with. One of the strangest, one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Uh, this is Ennis Men, and I don't know if you know this, I have been looking forward to this for so long. Uh, it's been on my watch list since I saw a trailer for it, I think, at The Worst Person in the World. So it's been that long uh, of me waiting to see this movie, and I finally pulled the trigger and rented it, watched it with Morgan. Dude. Oh my god, just nothing fucking happens the entire time. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on this movie. I I hadn't even heard of it, I don't think. Um, So, it's kind of funny. I was getting lost as to like what was happening or what had happened, if I was missing anything. But the IMDB uh, like little splurge is... Uh, Set in the spring of 1973 on an uninhabited island off the Cornish coast, a wildlife volunteer's daily observations of a rare flower turn into a metaphysical journey that forces her, as well as the viewer, to question what is real and what is nightmare. Hmm. Okay. And so when I looked halfway through the movie, I was like, am I missing something? Like, are things actually happening and I'm just not realizing it? So I go to Wikipedia and look at the plot, and it's just that. That's all it says. <laughs> what the hell? Um, 
waste of time. Yeah, waste of time. A lot of the letterbox reviews were saying that this is just skinnering on an island, which I kind <laughs> of see, but it's too light and bright to be like scary. Like I found skinnering. Got um, it. That said, followed that up with Interstellar. Uh, I watched this with my sister, and she had somehow never seen it before, despite, like, Inception is one of her favorite movies, and Adjustment Bureau is up there. So she's, like, a huge Matt Damon fan, which made this such a fun watch. All right, before you keep going, I am also a huge sucker for Adjustment Bureau. Really? Yeah, I saw that, like, when did that come out? I feel like that was still in, like, the rental era, or, like, early Comcast Xfinity era. I think so. She's got, like, just great stories with it, though. Like, that's, like, her movie where, like, if she can't fall asleep or or she's, like, having a stressful day, she'll throw on Adjustment Bureau. It calms her down, and, like, she's, like, ready to go again. It's... That's one that's due for a rewatch. It's been years. I have a, I have a soft spot for that one, too. Yeah. Um, but we watched Interstellar, and she was... If you could have seen her face when they get to Dr. Oh Man's planet, and then when they start to realize what's happening, <laughs> she's just like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> well, what was the crazier twist for her, that Matt Damon's in the movie or that Matt Damon's the bad guy? That Matt Damon's the bad guy. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. She just my, could not believe it. My roommate is a literally the biggest matt damon fan and i have purposely refused to tell him anything about interstellar because i know the day will come when we finally put it on and that matt damon reveal is going to be just an all-time experience i like one that i want to record that's how good i know it's going to be that's so awesome um, yeah I, I love showing people movies that i think will like amaze them and oh, uh yeah. interstellar really worked for her Okay. Um, then I also watched We're All Going to the World's Fair. Have you seen this one yet? Nope. It's a horror movie. It's on Max. Um, it is legitimately like one of the saddest movies I think I've ever seen. And it is a... Whoa. It is framed as a scary movie. And it's really uh, um, kind of like a venture into just what it's like to be lonely online in... The 21st century as, a, as like a I don't know like a young adult I guess I think the character in the movie is like 17 or 18 um, okay it's really good though I would it, I would encourage you to visit it if you have spare time I think it's only like an hour and a half um, perfect but I loved it <clears throat> okay so this is one that might scar me though I don't know if it'll scar you I think you'll just like be like oh nice four out of okay. four out of five okay um, I, I, those are my favorites so then rounded off the week with uh i picked up an exorcist vhs in, you watched it on vhs yes i set wow. up my vhs player and i watched it on vhs the way the good lord intended in the 1970s and it was a little better this time i don't know if you know my story with the exorcist really but Essentially, I just, I I went into watching this in like sixth grade, I think, sixth or eighth grade, and 
knew it was supposed to be like the scariest movie of all time blah 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 blah, and i just was not scared by it like at all i don't know if the same goes for you i just like this type of stuff i guess just doesn't really resonate with me uh and make it scary and so it was for me it was always just overrated for i'm guessing similar reasons like my mom hyped this up to be the scariest shit you'd ever seen. Yeah. And I'm sure that it was for her, but just not not my speed, you know? Yeah, no, I I mean that's that's pretty much where I'm at. And so it's taken me about ten years to revisit it since I felt like that huge disappointment. But um I mean when you see an Exorcist VHS you gotta buy it. And I still don't really find it scary at all, but I ended up giving it like a C plus B minus, um, which moved up from like a D minus, uh, because this is actually a rather like harrowing portrayal of grief and guilt. Like I, I found it a lot more sad than scary. I'm due for a rewatch. I mean, I saw it similar to you, pretty young, and just never bothered to revisit because at that point, I was already watching movies like Insidious and Paranormal Activity, like on the old YouTube, like, I'd watch, like, I had seen scarier shit, so yeah. I never bothered to come back to this one. Yeah, I think it's worth a rewatch. Um, that said, though, it is long for a horror movie. It's, like, two hours, 15, so. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Hey, whatever. Um, okay, are you ready to dive into this bracket? I uh, you, you know me, man. Anytime you put anything MCU on my docket, it's nice to become like a 17 year old again. I'm I'm pumped. And yeah, for the listeners out there, we're recording this at 8:30 in the morning, which is <laughs> real early for for me. And no. uh so there's just like an extra layer of crabbiness um laid on to all of my criticism this morning, so it's going to be really fun to tear tie down. <laughs> uh, I don't need I don't need a coffee to get excited for this one. Uh that's awesome. Um but I did want to start this off by saying there are a few characters that are more recent additions to the MCU that we left off, um, because they weren't really received well, and I'm just not going to sit through every recycled piece of shit that Disney puts out. So, uh, on the left side we have heroes, on the right side we have villains. Uh, It's a pretty simple bracket layout. Uh, Do you want to just dive into the first matchup? Yeah, and I think I'd like to start on the hero side. This is these are going to be, I think, the the easier battles for me, but we'll see. Sure. Uh, starting off with Iron Man versus Mantis. Before we just <laughs> take Iron Man minus 45 and a half, I do want to give Mantis a shout out. I think that, one, her powers are very cool. Her She has like a, a sneaky, traumatic back backstory hmm. um, with Ego from Guardians 2. And I would also like to point out, I think she's really well done in Guardians 3. I think she was she was never one of my favorite characters, but really enjoyed her in Guardians 3. With that said, I mean, give me a break. This mm-hmm. is this has to be Iron Man. Yeah, I'm I'm Iron Man is probably going to the finals here. That said though, uh Mantis has been good in recent movies and Tom Clementine is on a little bit of a heat check here. With uh, Mission Impossible and Guardians 3, she's doing doing good work. I want to see more of her in different roles. Maybe she's got more than we think. 
I think she's. I think she is more versatile than we think. Mission Impossible yeah. kind of sold me on her. She's got some chops. Um, mm-hmm. I'm for it. Um, next up we have Rocket versus Star Lord. I thought this would be a fun matchup. Uh, little <laughs> inter squad rivalry or whatever. I don't know. Sure. This is this is tough for me. This is this is funny. It's like a Big East matchup. Like <laughs> no, Nova Marquette. Yeah. I'm. The way I broke it down, I love both of these characters. I just found myself more emotionally connected to Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 as opposed to Guardians 3. And I think that's because the emotional beats are surrounded um, or surround Peter's character, and Guardians 3 is Rocket. So I think that I have more of a connection to Star Lord. Thank God. Dude, I was I was worried you were gonna put up a huge fight for Rocket. I think that a lot of MCU fans would because Guardians Three was received as like the greatest MCU film of all time for some people. Um, but I I thought we'd be on the same page here. All right, Star Lord's moving moving on. All right. Um, Thor and Ant Man. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste any time, but I think that we're gonna battle here. I'm. Not the craziest Ant-Man fan. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, one of my buddies uh, that is just an MCU fiend has Ant-Man as, like, his number three. Oh, it makes me sick. Okay, um, here, let, let me let me say it this way. I think, I think I like the Ant-Man character. I can't stand his movies. I think they're bottom-tier MCU. I have not seen Ant-Man 3... I watched Ant-Man 2 at a drive-in and do not remember any of it. It's um, terrible. It's terrible. The first one I didn't mind, though. And when we're thinking about it, I have not seen Thor 4. I could not make it through Thor 2. Thor 1 is underwhelming at best. Thor 3 is serviceable as like a Taika Waititi film. What do you think? He- <laughs> here's, my, here's my pushback. I think that the the highs of Thor are better than the highs of Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man is at his best in Captain America Civil War. You can make a case for Endgame, but I think that Thor in Infinity War is one of the better characters in this entire universe. I I feel like you might agree with that, as that's one of the only movies you enjoy, but if I can't get you to buy into that, I'll I'll throw in the towel because I don't, I don't love this Thor character. Yeah, I'll take Thor. Um, I'll take Thor with you. I will say though, I think that they really mishandled his dealing with the, uh, with the loss of Infinity War. Like the dismissing it and making it a fat joke, I think was lazy writing. It, it was funny at the time, and now it's something that I can't. I don't know. I, I'm with you there, and again. I like the peaks of Infinity War. Um, I'm not necessarily like bought into the character since that movie. Fair. Um, yeah, I don't. I you didn't really like Love and Thunder either, did you? It was terrible. Okay. It was so bad. Glad to hear it. Um, rounding out this side of the bracket, we have Black Panther and Shang Chi. Have you seen Shang Chi? I'm, I'm not sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, this is fringe top ten MCU movie. Mm-hmm. It has some of the. I think it has the best hand-to-hand combat. This one's tough. This one's. You've seen it. Yeah. Okay. I think that 
this has like one of the better and this has been the story with a lot of marvel movies this has one of the better first acts in my opinion with the fight scenes but i i think this one's a no-brainer i think i think black panther has to move on here mm-hmm. uh t'challa is one of my favorite characters in this this universe yeah i probably should have specified to t'challa but i think that uh shuri moves on too right oh okay let, let's establish this right now can we use both in the art can we just use the black panther character yeah i think so okay well i think combining both of their stories is gonna make for a scary run mm-hmm. I, I like that i, I like that all right bp moves on next up we have uh spider-man versus vision two of my spider-man least stop favorite it. mcu characters Oh my gosh, that's right. This is MCU Spidey. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Why don't you like Vision? Uh, I just find Paul Bettany annoying. Yeah, but you don't like Tom Holland much either. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, okay, let's put it this way. Tom Bettany is like top three punchable faces in the MCU behind like Cumberbatch and Downey Jr. on a bad day. And... <laughs> Holland is just like, I don't know, nails on a chalkboard whenever he talks to me. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I, I think I think this has to be Spider-Man. I think Vision's kind of boring, and his potential is greater than the outcome we got. I, I can agree with that. He's pretty much just... I, I don't know if you agree with this, and I haven't seen WandaVision, but in the movies, it always felt to me like instead of writing good Wanda characters and good Vision characters, they just kind of made their entire characters that they are in love. That's kind of what happens in WandaVision. Kind of. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's about the same. So I guess, to your point, that is there really much of a character with the Vision character? Yeah. Not much. All right. Spider-Man, moving on. Uh, next up is Black Widow versus Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Oh, man. I think a lot of people will be upset with this. I think Nat is one of my favorite characters. Oh, like, top God, five dude. MCU. Let's go. Let's go. She's yeah. so interesting to me. I wish that her movie was better. <laughs> that That is, I think, the most frustrating MCU watch for me because she deserved so much better. One, she deserved a movie 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, right after Winter Soldier. Never got it. And then that stinker comes out like and go gets put on Disney Plus in 2 weeks. That was a disaster. Yeah, that was it was horrible. Um <laughs> the CGI though, the <laughs> Yelena oh. like blowing up is one of the like greatest Marvel CGI moments in in movie history. I could not believe that. I could not believe that. Oh man. Either way, I'm glad to see Black Widow's moving on a non-supered bean moving on dude yeah morgan's gonna kill me she's got like the the bucky barnes shield as a pop socket on her phone okay i'm looking at this bracket and i weirdly think that you would agree with me i don't know why he's not on this list i think clint makes a scary run here a scary run oh yeah he wins at least a game oh man you don't you don't think so I don't know, actually. I I just never really found his character more than comic relief, and then he gets like his like two minutes of shine in Endgame, and I don't know. I think Black Widow steals the show in Endgame. 
from him. Yeah, opinion. yeah, you're right. Either way, I th- I just want to give Clint a shout out. Fair enough. I I apologize. I should have thrown him on the list. All good. All good. Um, All right, we. Next up, we have Scarlet Witch versus Doctor Strange, the two like magicians, I guess. Okay. Um, this is a character bracket, so I would say I like the Strange movies more. Not that Scarlet Witch really has a movie, but I think I'm going Scarlet Witch here. Really? Yeah, I I think that her power set is way cooler. And they kind of tapped into this horror version of her character in the last, funny enough, Doctor Strange movie. I think I, I think she's I I don't I don't think there's anything like notable with their characters. And and to clarify for listeners, he did say horror. Um, you you really <laughs> sounded you, like you misspoke there. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not mad with Scarlet Witch moving on. I've never really been a Doctor Strange fan. Um, I just hate benedict cumberbatch first off and i i don't know i never found his character too compelling i always still see like i guess at the start of that first movie you see him as a rich douchebag and i kind of just continue to see him as a rich douchebag even though he's like supposed to have grown (laughs) yeah I, i can't argue with that haven't been a big fan of his character i will say his moment with rachel mcadams at the end of ds2 that was that was good stuff is that in the multiverse of madness? Yeah, I have not seen that. Okay, it's some that that's a scene I feel like you would that would be right up your alley, but okay. I could be wrong. Okay. So we'll keep it rolling. Are we going Scarlet Witch? Or are we going Strange? Scarlet Witch, I think. All right, cool. Sweet. Um, lastly, to round it off, we have Captain America and the new Captain America or Falcon. This is again pretty much a no-brainer for me. Steve Rogers. Let's let's book it. Yeah. All that right. Said though, um, if we're doing Black Panther as Shuri and T'Challa, are we allowed to use um, Steve Rogers and Anthony Mackie? Sure. Going forward. All right. Sweet. Not okay. Do we do we have to use John Walker too? <laughs> I don't oh, you didn't. You you, <laughs> yeah, you you haven't. That was the last MCU show I watched before I had enough. He is, so funny enough, you're going to love this. So, MCU, Steve gives Sam the shield at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. The very first episode of the Falcon and Winter Soldier show, Sam has already given up the shield to the government. <laughs> and it's this John Walker guy that basically is a, uh, like a Wheaties version of uh, Steve Rogers. And Jesus. the entire show is him getting the shield back. So right back where we started after Endgame. It was a complete waste of time. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, all right, you ready to kick off this villain side? Yeah, I think there's some interesting stuff here. I, I'm i I'm curious to see what you think, but this first matchup is kind of a no-brainer for me in Thanos versus Ronan. Mm-hmm. Ronan, not very compelling as a villain. I have to lean Thanos here. Yeah, uh, this is a no-brainer. All right, we got Obadiah Stane from Iron Man and High Evolutionary from Guardians 3. These are two villains that I really don't care for. (laughs) Yes, I would agree. I think Stane is weirdly overrated. Some people seem to love him as a villain. However, I could not stand the High Evolutionary. When we talked about Guardians 3, I had like a a tangent on 
the overacting here. Mm -hmm. I can't. I I couldn't get behind it. So for that reason, I'm leaning stain. Stain at least has like a motive too, more than just like being craziness. a dick. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think that stain has also aged fairly well. I don't know if you used to get when I used to have TikTok. I I always get this guy who would walk into Marvel movies and be like. Tony Stark built this. Yep. Yeah. Wow, you really have been off socials for a while. Mm-hmm. That is that is every, in the archives. Every meme poll I have is from like three years ago. <laughs> I um, think that's fun. I like it. All right. Next, we have another, I think, pretty sneaky matchup. This is Zhu Wenwu from Shang Chi versus Ultron from Avengers: Age of Ultron. This is a for me, a, an actuality versus potential. Ultron could have been great. Mm-hmm. I think that he was very underutilized. Whereas I think Wen Wu is one of the more compelling MCU villains. Yeah, I, I I would agree with that. I mean, on paper, Ultron seems really cool, um, and seems like he could have been a really big bad. Uh, but I'm not mad with moving Zoo forward. I think the personal touch to his story is fairly well done for an MCU movie, at least. I would agree. All right. The, again, this is this is one the listeners may be a little upset with, but I agree completely. I thought I thought Age of Ultron was like pretty universally hated. No, I think um. I think disappointing was the right word when it came out. Yeah. Now it's starting to get like you can't even call it cult, but like a cult following. Everything Everyone seems a fucking cult following. Yes, exa- exactly. And this is one of those movies falling in a ca- in that category. Okay. Um. All right. We have Green Goblin versus Mysterio: The Battle of the Spidey Villains. I pray we agree on this. Oh, I'll make a case. I'll make a case. Okay. I don't. He's in the movie for like ten minutes, Goblin. Yeah. Like there's a full there's a full movie on Mysterio. Maybe just at the time, I enjoyed it a lot. I know it's not comic accurate, but I thought that Mysterio Mysterio character and his power set was interesting. Oh no, I I agree. Uh, oh really, dude? Yeah. No, I think if you thought I was gunning for Goblin here, I'm 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 on the Mysterio side. I don't think. I mean. Goblin was being called one of the greatest movie er, movie villains of all time, which is one of the most overhyped thing for like a seven minute performance that is just like he gets punched in the face and keeps laughing, like yeah. Um, well, I great. I won't dive too far into the overhype of No Way Home, but as you know, I gave No Way Home a three out of ten. I gave. <laughs> Far from home, a two out of ten, and homecoming for those interested, I gave a four out of ten. Um, but even though Far from Home is is a little lower on the scale than No Way Home, I I much prefer Mysterio. Those two stars are for Mysterio. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I. I'll be curious to see that argument next round. I want to hear more about this. Was it more just you think Green Goblin's overrated or you enjoyed the Mysterio character? 
I don't mind the Mysterio character. Um, most of my issues in that movie just come from Spider-Man being fucking so stupid. Like, yeah. Uh, and it's just boring. But let's move on. Uh, Killmonger cool. versus Namor is our next on the list. The two Black Panther villains. I think this is pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I really like Namor, but Killmonger just beats the shit out of him in this game. Yeah, uh, I, I'm you know I'm not really a Namor fan. But uh, Killmonger is gonna make a run here. I think. Oh Let's yeah. Just say that. Surely Final Four. Oh, <laughs> he's got, he's got a tough matchup coming up. We'll get there though. All right. Uh, next we have Red Skull versus Helmet Zemo. For those of you who don't remember, Helmet Zemo is the villain in Captain America: Civil War. Um, <laughs> what do you think here? These are two Captain America villains. I think. I think I prefer Red Skull personally. Oh, we have to battle. Um, I think Zemo's one of the more interesting, like, I don't know if one of the more interesting villains, but one of the most successful. He is the reason that everything transpired the way it did in Infinity War and Endgame. He broke up the Avengers. He, without having any power set, he did it all as just a man, bitter that the Avengers killed his family, and there were no... Uh, repercussions for that i think that's super cool and i i i'm leaning zemo i think this red skull was not utilized properly in cap one the only reason he's cool now is because he shows up on vormir with the soul stone i i i'm going i'm going zemo here we'll have to we'll have to battle this out uh you can you can have zemo i i mean i don't really care yeah, Captain America 1 is, like, in my probably top five MCU movies. I just huge nostalgia for it. Uh, still young enough to appreciate these movies. Um, I I guess for Zemo, like, I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying. I just wish, like, he doesn't really get, how much screen time do you think he has? Like, five minutes, maybe? He gets, like, ten max. Zemo? Yeah, I rewatched this not long ago. I think 10's right. I just think his motivations and his success is what makes him stand out. Okay, that's fair. We'll move him on. Um, next up, we have Adrian Toomes, who is uh, the Vulture, versus Ego. For some reason, this Homecoming movie and, again, this character have been kind of shit on in the last couple years. Out of nowhere. I thought Tombs was awesome when this movie came out. You know what I think that's partially due to? Let's hear it. You know what movie Adrian Tombs appears in? I don't know if you saw it. Oh, uh, Morbius? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. He has a post-credit scene in Morbius where he's like, yeah, let's let's team up and get rid of this Spidey guy. (laughs) So bad. Mm -hmm. That's so bad. Everything uh, has to connect. It's so annoying. Makes me sick. I have no idea what they're doing with that Sony verse. Did Maybe you see the not. rumor that uh and they did this last time with Venom two, but there's a rumor Garfield is gonna be in Venom three. Dude, I doubt it, you know. I don't think he'd do that. Okay, thank you. That is that is the correct way to put it. That is the only reason it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. That he wants a, a a better script and there's no way there's a good Venom 3 script roaming the earth right now. It's also just like, 
he was so poorly received as being Spidey in his time. Obviously, now he has a cult following like everything else, but in general, like, I don't know why. Like, if you ask Jake Lloyd to come back and be Anakin Skywalker again, there's no way he would. Like, I don't, I, I feel like it's that kind of thing. I get it, but I get, I mean, an easy counter to that is he showed up for No Way Home. Like, he signed, he signed on to do that movie. And now he's beloved. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that said, though, I think Toombs is moving on, right? I didn't find Ego incredibly compelling. In Agreed. Agreed. Um, lastly, to round out the first round of the uh, villains bracket, I didn't even really know I was doing this. I have a lot of, like, <laughs> heroes, two villains next to each other. We have yeah. Loki versus Hela. Um, what's your What's your pick here? So I know that you're not a show guy, but Loki was always, like, a fringe top five villain for me. I never quite understood why everyone loved him as or identified him as their their favorite villain. Mm-hmm. But now that I've watched the show, and this is the, probably the only good MCU show from start to finish. WandaVision came close, but the last few episodes sucked. Loki was very good. I think he's he's kind of climbed up my list in the last couple of years. I'm going to go Loki. Hela's cool, and she's super OP, but... I mean, it's Loki, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. I'm not mad at moving Loki on here. Um, though, I will say, I just, I think it's funny you say Loki is one of the good MCU shows, or the only good ones, because I vividly remember being in AJ's basement and getting a text from you. Dude, I just can't do the MCU anymore. Loki's wrecked me. I'm, I'm done. Like, because um, of the lack of consequences. Um, yes. Hella, I I do love because of the. There's only one scene that sticks out to me, and it's when she breaks Thor's hammer. I think that's so cool. That was cool. Um, that was cool. But I mean, just Loki has a lot more time to develop, and he's the the great original villain for Avengers One. You know, I think this is Loki easily, right? No brainer. Yeah, I agree. All right, where are we going on this bracket? Where do you want to start? Let's get back up to the top left, up into the heroes again. All right. Um, you're going to have to call out the matchups for me, but I believe we've got Iron Man and Star-Lord. Yes, we do. Um, okay. This is another no-brainer, right? Yeah, Stark has to move on. I, I, I feel like we should already slot him in the final four, but we'll we'll get there. All right. Um. Next up, we have Thor versus Black Panther. This is another really easy one. Black Panther by 39 points. Yeah. Um, all right, let's just move down the list. We're peppering through these right now. Spider-Man versus Black Widow. Black Widow. I, I yes! Think this, <laughs> this version, I like Black Widow better than this version of Spider-Man. Dude, that's... Oh, my God, you're making my day here. Um... Oh God, I hate I hate Tom Holland Spider Man. Um, He's out of here. You're good. Scarlet Witch versus Captain America. Ooh, oh Cap, gotta yeah. go, Steve Rogers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, all right, that was a really really fast uh, Sweet Sixteen. Um, <laughs> it's gonna get very easy really quick. Yeah. Uh, 
villain side, we have Thanos versus Obadiah State. Another. <laughs> Thanos kicks the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, uh, we, we have Zhu Wenwu versus Mysterio. This is probably our first good matchup. Uh, I'm going to go Wenwu. I think he's compelling enough, and that outweighs Mysterio being cool. Okay. Uh, that's fair. I guess, I think that, weirdly enough, if you and I were bigger fans of No Way Home, I think Mysterio moves on. Because of the, the same kind of thing with Zemo setting up Infinity War, Mysterio sets up No Way Home. Ooh, um, I like that. That's a good take. But I I agree. I like I like the emotion in Zoo Unwoo's character more. Um Killmonger versus Zemo. It's gotta be Killmonger. Thank God. I was so worried you were gonna put up a fight here. Against... I was gonna I was gonna make the case until you tried talking me into Red Skull. You made some good points. I mean, does he really have that much screen time? I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, to round out the villains' sweet 16, we have Adrian Toomes versus, er, uh, Loki. Uh, call me crazy. I think I'm gonna go Vulture here. I like Adrian Toomes slightly more. And here is, like, my big argument. Mm -hmm. When I think of my favorite Marvel scenes, funny enough, I think of two right away, especially, like, theater moments. One, Tom Holland, Spider-Man gets ready for homecoming, goes to pick up his date, and Adrian Toomes is waiting for him at the door, and it turns out he's his date's dad. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, but then the car, the car ride to the dance, I think, is one of the better MCU scenes. I agree. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. I agree. Loki has never been incredibly compelling to me. Um, I'm also biased. I don't know if you know this. I do. I'm, I've been reading quite a bit of Norse mythology, and I just, I really prefer Loki in Norse mythology to Marvel comics. Same with Thor, same with Hela, like every, everything. All right, well then, let's, let's not waste time. I think Tombs moves on here. Awesome. Um, all right, we're in the Elite Eight here. Top left, we have Iron Man versus Black Panther. Oh, that one's, this is gross. I mean, it's Iron Man, but I... Do you have a case for BP? Um, because I don't. I I don't think you. I don't think you can. What's sad is I think. I think if Kugler gets to do a BP two with T'Challa instead of, like, if he gets to do a BP two where T'Challa already has the character work that we've seen and he's just building on top of it even more, I think that maybe there's a case for Black Panther. But. Because of Chadwick Boseman's tragic death, I think. Uh, I, I think he did handle the Shuri character fairly well. Uh, obviously, you know I have a lot of gripes with Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But I I don't think that he's able to like restart and get Shuri to a place where Iron Man, who has like the 30 movies he's in in the MCU, is, is at. Agreed. And... That's another argument, too, is I feel like there could be pushback in the sense of, oh, well, Black Panther has created this just serious cultural significance. Mm -hmm. I think the only character on this list that also has cultural significance in a completely different realm is Iron Man in the yeah. sense that he kicked this whole thing off. That's fair. That's fair. Um, there would be no MCU without Iron Man. Yes. 
So I think that's the the final nail in the coffin. Fair enough. Um, that said, though, good good run from from BP. Yes, tough matchup. All right, last uh, last hero matchup for this round, we have Black Widow versus Cap. Oh, oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, it's funny. Like I'm envisioning the scene of them in Endgame talking about letting go and moving on and not being yeah. able to that yeah. I, I am that's the battle right now i'm having is i'm also do... i'm also envisioning some of the uh some of the scenes in civil war where they're kind of against each other yeah oh this is really tough for me these are two of my favorites in the entire mcu yeah i th- i think i have to go i think i have to go cap but if you have an argument for Black Widow, I genuinely think you could convince me. I would have an argument for Black Widow if her movie was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what's holding me back here is that it's just like we got the biggest piece of shit with her movie. And there was all that drama surrounding it with Johansson not being really paid for it, essentially. With it going straight to Disney when she signed a contract for a theater movie. I don't know. They did That was gross. They did the character very dirty just the entire time. But I think Cap is I mean I mean Cap is one of my favorite heroes too. I also love that our final four matchup here is going to be Civil War. Um <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, let's, move let's on do to it. The villain side. Uh we have Thanos versus Zhu and Wu. I think this is the end to Zeus immaculate run here right yeah great run but he just ran into like zion williamson's duke i I think i think thanos wins pretty handedly here yeah um i i agree uh despite some of my gripes but i think i'll bring up my gripes later yeah i know what's coming we have killmonger versus adrian tombs killmonger wins perfect very easy very Um, easy i'm glad this is a no-brainer for you too this is a great final four. I think this is probably what mine would have looked like if I'd filled it out alone. Uh, honestly, it's I think mine as well. Um, I might have had Mysterio going a little further, but I don't know. Hey, I just think that we're gonna have yeah, we'll have a different championship and we'll probably have a different winner in an alternate universe here. Yeah, but I. I think that we're both Team Cap over Iron Man, are we not? Oh wow! No, oh dude, no, I'm team, I'm team Iron Man. Oh no. Um. Are, are oh we talking, no. Okay, okay. Are you on Team Cap for Civil War? Yeah. Are you oh, not? No, dude. You're. I I feel like to be on Team Cap, you've got to be like five years old with no understanding of politics. Um, yeah, but but Stark was wrong. That was the point. I know he's wrong, but in theory, I think he's right. Like, yes. Okay. Yes, you're right, but that's that's not the point. I... <laughs> um. It. Yeah. Whatever. I. I think that this argument should not be based on who won the Civil War no, battle. It, 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 it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I was just getting your take real quick. Um, All right. I think the better character is. Iron Man, though? I don't know. Really? Really? Oh, I, I think this is like a... 
like we were talking before, I think this is a battle of cultural significance and a better character with a better character arc that's, I think, fleshed out through the entire journey. I think Iron Man goes through his pivotal arc in like one and a half movies. Does like Cap he, have a pivotal arc? Yeah, I mean, he, he becomes, or he has like a full circle moment, but his journey is I've lost everything and I have to find my home and my family here. Very similar to Black Widow. Yeah, I guess. It's just, to me, Cap has been since, actually, no, from movie one to the end of this, he's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm the goody two-shoes, do no wrong super soldier. And... Iron Man. There's nothing wrong with that. I think Iron Man has a lot more complexity, though. I think he's a more interesting character and a more interesting one to have conversations about personally. Ah, It's so frustrating. Like, I know, like, you're probably right. I just, I've had much more of an emotional connection to Steve Rogers my entire life. The, the, the big defining moment for Cap for me is the uh no is, is it no i don't think i will is <laughs> sitting on the park bench yeah as a as an old man i think that's his that's his defining moment that's when he grows and like he doesn't really grow <laughs> oh come on but he gets the happy ending it's 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 perfect yeah he gets the happy ending iron man he... does not <laughs> yeah i will say that is a great element of tony stark's character is that and Gwyneth Paltrow's character, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Pepper. Mm-hmm. She uh, she spells it out for him early in the movie. Like, will you be able to rest? No. Like, that's his conundrum. Mm-hmm. He cannot stop trying to save the world. This is this is his curse. Yeah. And this was the only way this character was going to... This was the only way his story ends. He had to die or he, he would have kept trying to save the world until he did yep exactly it's it's batman versus superman (laughs) yeah basically um okay i maybe i was talked into it i think you just talked yourself into it (laughs) it's a great yeah oops that's my bad you got to do a better job hey man I'm, i'm i apologize uh all right stark yeah let's do this um then for the final four on the villain side we have thanos versus killmonger okay this is so frustrating because i know you're gonna you're gonna make your argument for killmonger Mm -hmm. but it's this is like making an argument against darth vader i do i do not understand this he has a an awesome compelling story in infinity war like and i know what's coming it's gonna be here comes steve getting a cookie and you're gonna you're gonna send one 500 feet over the fence and say but what about endgame yep all right what about black panther 2 what do you it, mean what about black panther 2 he dies he, in the first one <laughs> yeah but he's in bp2 yeah he has he I has his, his moment i think his role in bp2 isn't that bad oh shoehorned shoehorned absolutely shoehorned. fan service what in the mcu is not shoehorned or fan service <laughs> thanos and infinity war Okay, what about Thanos and Endgame? <laughs> Such a bad argument. 
It's not, though. Okay, for those of you who haven't heard my Thanos argument, I think that Thanos is one of the most compelling villains, maybe in movies, uh, through Infinity War. And then in Endgame, I think at the start of it, when he's on his farm and uses the stones to destroy the stones, I think that is a big moment of growth for him. I think that is where his character arc ends. Instead, <laughs> they had to bring him back as a younger him and show just how how he's an immature asshole and like isn't actually on any like sort of holy quest or whatever he thinks he is on in Infinity War. He's just doing this to like have fun, it seems like in Endgame. Like Alright. I'm I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but how about like I get an asterisk on Thanos? Because I think those are two different characters. You have to look at <laughs> that Thanos that dies at the beginning of Endgame as the Thanos we're talking about here. It's not the same character. That that one from Endgame that shows up at the end is not the same character. It is, though. It is the same character. It's just but he has past. He hasn't gone through that journey. Okay, but, like, ugh, this is so gross. Like, what, what if Killmonger, like, went through the same shit and, like, we went back into the past and saw him as a kid. That's the thing, though. That's a what if. We don't get to see that. Yeah. And I think that it's probably done better if it's in the hands of Coogler. Um, it's funny because I think there's a really good flashback scene with young Killmonger in Black Panther. Oh, is there? With, with, his, with his dad, with Sterling Brown's character. Oh, dude. Sterling Either way. Brown, real quick. What an underrated actor. Thank you. He's Thank like a you. a gem of our generation. Um, I, I, I love Sterling K. Brown. That's such a great take. We have to do a list of that. Just actors that don't get enough love. <laughs> I love it. Or, okay. Scatman uh, Crothers, number one on my list. <laughs> all right, we need to make a decision here. I'll, all right, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Kill, Killmonger can move on, but I just want you, I just want you to answer this one question. If I had on this bracket Thanos in parentheses... Infinity War, and first hour of Endgame. Does Thanos move on? That's actually a really good question. Because, I mean, his character is a lot more compelling than... But Killmonger's comp- character is also very, very compelling. Uh, like, I don't... Is Killmonger at his best better than Thanos at his best? I think yes. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. That is so crazy. I think that Thanos is a is the clear one and Killmonger is the clear two as far as villains okay. on this bracket. Well, if you're giving but me I, Killmonger, I'll take it. Yeah, you can you can you can. I get it, because your your endgame argument is technically right because we get twenty fourteen Thanos. But mm-hmm. we both know that is not the Thanos that we're talking about. It's just it's a cop out. Can't stand it. It's it's not a cop out. It's just the way that Marvel had to do this story. So, like, I don't, I don't. It's it was their decision to not just like actually make a decision and stick with it for once in this universe. And so, as a result, they ruined the best thing they had. So that's a good argument. That's another like deep dive we should do. I know that at some point we'll do a. Uh... A Rise of Skywalker rewrite because we have plenty to talk about there. But mm-hmm. what Endgame could have been like? Where did they go after the first hour in our in our minds? What could we have made out of that movie? I think that's something we should do at some point. 
I agree. I agree. Um, Either way, championship matchup. Iron Man versus Killmonger. I mean, I think whether it was Killmonger or Thanos, Iron Man sweeps, right? Yeah, Iron Man is winning this. <laughs> well, I put up I put up a, a worthy fight for Thanos and even Cap, but this yeah, makes dude, sense I can't to believe, me. I can't believe in an MCU character bracket I was able to win the final four. <laughs> it's gross. It's gross. Um, All right, yeah. That's yeah. pretty chalk, you know? Honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed in us, but we had a couple of good picks, uh, a couple of upset runs. I don't know if Zhu Wenwu makes it that far in most brackets. This that is true. I just that's the other thing with the MCU though. I feel like the the gallery is pretty top heavy. There is a clear hierarchy as far as like who is the best character. Absolutely, there is. Um, I, I don't know. Like if we do this for DC like DC characters or even like add Marvel, just Marvel as a whole. Is there like any like do we have any crazy upsets? I'm not, I'm not sure. Like the superhero character world is a little different. Uh I think if we if we get into the to a DC bracket, there's not enough characters there to do what we just did, so it would be like different variations. And yeah. I think I think we'd have Batflick going farther than most. Yeah, I think Bale <laughs> Bale could get sniped early. We could. we would have some we could have some fun with that. Yeah, maybe we should do that soon. Okay, I'm down. I was funny last night. My roommate was asking me like, "Oh, I never asked, but where does Oppenheimer rank on your your list for Nolan?" And I went down my list of uh ranking of them, and I know we did this last week, mm-hmm. but he damn near belly laughed when I told him I had the Dark Knight at, like, the 7 spot. <laughs> uh, it's just, such like, a I... horrible take from both of us, but it's <laughs> just Disgusting. the way we are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my that sister, is... my sister, sorry to interrupt you, uh, actually texted me, like, what's up with the Dark Knight slander? And, um... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to end the podcast on this quick story. Um, Please. For those of you who don't know, one of my greatest watches of all time is getting to visit my sister in her first Chicago apartment for the first time. It was, I think I was like 11 years old. I had the time of my life. And one of the things we did was watch The Dark Knight together on her little like 24-inch TV. And... (laughs) It, like, blew my fucking mind when I saw it. I had wanted to see it so bad for so long. My mom wouldn't let me. And I I just, like, that is one of my my all-time most fun watches. She made Land O'Lakes hot chocolate, mint, mint chocolate flavored. Like, I can, I can walk you through every detail of that night because it's just ingrained in my mind as one of my best memories. So, she texts me, Why do you love DKR more than TDK? I feel like this is rude. <laughs> Ouch. And I responded, I think it's mostly that Batman is my favorite superhero, largely because in a lot of the movies I identify with a lot of the feelings he has, and a lot of the adaptations that I've seen and she hasn't, uh, you really get to see how broken and lost this guy is. And he's so misguided in feeling the responsibility to protect everybody from the the same fate that he, he suffered as such a young child. Um, and He's so preoccupied with that responsibility that he never has time to work through his own trauma, and he's trapped in a life that he hates, but it has to live. When The Dark Knight Rises came out, 
we finally see Batman truly lose. And I'm not talking about how he loses in The Dark Knight. I'm talking he gets his back broken and he's stuck in prison that he has to climb out of to fulfill his promise to save the city. He has to climb out of the prison with no rope, realizing that despite the torturous life he's forced upon himself, he still fears death and has to save the city to continue to protect others from that same fate that I was talking about. Finally, at the end of the movie, we see Alfred's dream for Batman come true, which is my dream for Batman too. He's moved past Gotham, doesn't feel that responsibility anymore. He can finally find happiness in a life far, far away. So when Alfred looks across the cafe and sees Bruce and they nod at each other, we see Batman actually happy for the first time in one of my all-time favorite movie moments. Period. Put a bow on it. Call this a wrap. Dude, I, I love it. She said, okay, that explains it. <laughs> That's, that, that checks out. Yeah. Um, the Dark Knight Rises just became my, my favorite Nolan movie in a two-minute monologue. <laughs> really? Um, all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We have so much fun putting these brackets together. I, this is probably my favorite type of episode to shoot. Um, and it's always fun for me to just absolutely tear Ty to shreds and and ruin his memories of, of the MCU. Um, <laughs> it's an honor to do this with you. Yeah, I think we're going to cook up something pretty special next week. So stay tuned, and we'll catch you next time on The Blast Podcast.